Hi everyone, this is Su Ting. Hi, this is Winnie, and this is Boba Podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about back to school. Yay! <laughs> well, by the time you guys are listening to this, you're either already back in school or you're about to go back to school. And with the whole corona situation, it's probably all online and it's kind of sucky, but we still got to go back to school. Yeah, for sure. So I guess we can first start talking about the summer leading up to back to school. For sure. You know how if you walk into a Target, you see the back to school section already up? You know, it's back to school season. You go in during July and you already see all the school supplies set up, ready to go. Yeah, dude. I just, oh man, I remember like in high school, I was always super ready to be like, okay, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to shop for these materials and get all of this. Those were the times. Dude, I honestly loved back to school shopping. Like, I love getting new stationery. Me too, me too. I feel like it was always such a waste of money because you can't really tell how much you need to buy. So you just buy an unnecessary large amount of books and pencils and paper and literally everything you can think of. I think I would always stock up on, like, the folders and binders. And, like, the composition the notebooks. notebooks. Yes. <laughs> it's always composition notebooks. Teachers don't want do you, okay, spiral notebooks. Wait, okay, do you like spiral or composition more? I personally prefer spiral. Same here. I feel like with composition, it's very hard to write with. I yeah, don't know why. Yeah. No, it's because you can't bend the notebook, so it takes up less yeah. space on the table. So you can tilt the notebook so that it's at an angle where it's easier to write. It looks nicer too. I don't know why. I totally and, get that. Yeah, and like the paper size on the spiral notebooks are bigger too. Like it's like the same size as like a normal like piece of binder paper. I don't like composition notebooks because they're just so much smaller and I hate how you can't rip out the paper. Yeah, let's say like someone in your class is like, oh, do you have binder paper? Yeah. Like if you have a spiral notebook, you can just rip that one out for them. Like I don't mind receiving that one, honestly, because I feel like that paper is like, good enough. But yeah, yeah, I was like, spiral notebooks are they are definitely the way to go. And five-star spiral notebooks, those are a godsend. Those notebooks are god-tier notebooks. You know, I never got those. I always got the, <laughs> the cheapest ones. Really? <laughs> Okay, I only used those notebooks because, for one, it was on sale, and also because my teachers were like, "You have to have this notebook." So I'm like, "Fine." Really? Notebook? Yeah. For me, I think for me, like they were kind of like chill. They're just like, "Oh, you just need like a spiral notebook," or "Oh, you need a composition notebook." So I always just got the one that was the cheapest. Just I mean, it was like usable. It's like good. That's like it. I mean, now in college, I just use whatever cheap random notebook that I have lying around from that I bought like back in elementary school that I never. Ever got to use me too yeah because i refuse to buy more materials when i don't really need to but it's just because in high school all my teachers the first week of school they would give you a syllabus and they're like you have to buy these materials they're like you have to have a one and a half inch binder with a three ring whatever and like have a composition notebook and like two folders and the color red and blue or something like that yeah i think honestly now like in college i don't really spend that much money on stationery only i spend more on the highlighters and like my pens rather than like the notebooks binders do you know what i'm saying yeah honestly in college i don't even think 
I spend money on pens or anything because a lot of the pens and highlighters I get are from fairs at school you know how like they give out a lot of free Mm -hmm. pens when you go out to like different networking fairs you just like stock up on free pens and pencils that you don't even Mm -hmm. need to buy any yeah for sure but also I think I'm pretty picky with my pens I think I prefer using like the Muji 0.38 Muji pen so like I think yeah for me I'm like definitely more picky I think all my pens are Muji and then there's like the mild liners as well do you know what I'm talking about oh yeah the highlighters I'm like pretty picky it's very steady tuber-esque those are always the pens that they recommend on steady youtube and Mm -hmm. steady instagram i personally Mm -hmm. never got into the hype for those pens that much well i mean i do like muji pens like i will use them but it's not like the end of the world if i don't have one i feel like the highlighters are not worth my money i totally get that so for me the muji pens i think i'm pretty picky on them like i do like my pens to be more fine tip because i think it's easier for me to write so i'm picky about that but for the zebra mile liners people gave it to me as a gift and like i know my friend has it too so i kind of just use hers so i have like some at home but yeah i don't know i think they, they make my nose look a little bit nicer but i'm not like i want every single color in the collection like if i have some i'm like satisfied with it you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. i feel like when i see people that have a bajillion highlighters and they try to make their notes like all pretty and nice i'm like i could never just because i'm the type of person that's too lazy to make my notes actually look nice the function of my notes is just so it's good enough that i can steady with it and it doesn't need That's to look true. pretty in my mind. And I feel like if I actually mm. try to make it pretty, I would end up spending more time making it look pretty than to actually like make good notes to study from. That's true. But also for me, I like to color code my notes. Or like each section is a different color. Kind of like that. And then I highlight different key points. I've always done this since middle school, high school, I think. So I think it's just like, I just caught on for it. It's not like very extensive. Though. Like it has to be like do like calligraphy like on the top of the notes. I don't do that. I'll like write in big letters like chapter two. This is what it's about. So I know like what it is but I don't go like super that I do with like minimal color coding but like the people that actually do like calligraphy draw mm-hmm. pictures and like special looking boxes I'm like y'all do too much you do you but I can never I'm trying to learn calligraphy so if anyone who's listening knows calligraphy please reach out to me and help me because it's so hard to get like the strokes and everything correct and I'm just I kind of gave up already like friends said like it's a lot of practice I'm kind of a little bit impatient and I'm like I want to be able to do like some now Oh, and I feel like along with back to school shopping, well, for college, obviously, we had to buy a lot more dorm-related material and apartment-related material. For sure. What were some stuff that you bought that were actually useful for your dorm? And what were some stuff that you bought that were just complete waste of your money? Okay, I think useful would probably be like, I bought like new bed sheets and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty useful because, like, you're going to need it, like, anyways. I bought, like, a small, like, not small, like, a table lamp. Shoot, I feel like I can't remember what I really bought now. (laughs) Oh, I bought, like, decorations, like, the fairy light. I, like, tried to decorate Uh my room, but then I got lazy. So, like, I mean, that's kind of, like, a personal preference, I feel like, because I know some people, they do want their room to look a little bit nicer and personalized, but I think I just got lazy afterwards. I think, for me personally, I would rather have pictures, like, with my friends and whatnot, and I'd rather put that, like, on the wall. I think that's something I would do instead. That was the one thing that I was so against buying was 
Really? You're kidding? Yeah, because... You're kidding! No, I'm not. Okay, because I'm a very practical person that I feel like decoratives is just a waste of money and a waste of space, especially if... This is so true. Yeah, especially if the dorm is a temporary place because I'm only going to be living there for one year. So eventually, I'm going to have to take it all down. The amount of effort that it takes to put it all up and at the end of the year, I'm going to have to take it all down because the process of moving in and out is already so hectic and crazy and already takes up so much space your car when you drive up to college or like in your suitcases when you fly into college that i'm like where do i have this damn space for (laughs) the decoratives decoratives is just not what i feel like is a necessity especially for like a very temporary place but i feel like if the place was a little more permanent then i might decorate a little but i wouldn't decorate just because i'm only going to be in the storm for a year especially since how like our year i got cut short yeah yeah for sure yeah so we were only able to live in our dorms for two quarters out of the three so Mm -hmm. i felt like if i did decorate it would have been a waste that's a good thinking okay i think i was talking to winnie the other day this is kind of like off like back to school topic but i was like should i get an album and she was like no why would you get it. you can literally just print pictures of them and like do it yourself i'm like it's an album but she was like still she was like just don't get it like you can do it all for yourself and whatever and i was asking her another day i was like should i get like polaroids of this thing i saw on twitter and she was like why would you do that when you can print it out yourself i try to save money when it's possible there's just some days i'm just like i want to buy something i guess that's a that's a good point like it's good to be like more practical and if you don't really need it i got the albums and then i couldn't resist it was like really it was like a good price too and i got it so yeah, I feel like I'm just not a very materialistic person and I'm very like practical in that sense. So like if I had a more permanent place and like I will decorate, but like because I'm only living there for a year, there's no point. Because like for Jasmine, I know she decorated her side of the room when she lived with you. She spent so much time putting up all those Polaroids and she finally started decorating her room and making it feel more cozy. And it was up for like maybe like a couple weeks. Whoops, psych, Corona, gotta go back home. I think that's a really personal like thing though. Yeah. Because I do know like some people like they like go all out with like dorm decorating. Yes. Like mine was pretty simple because okay, I went to Hong Kong the year before we moved in. So I just had like some cute like bed sheets I got from Hong Kong but like you need it. That's something practical for sure. Yeah. I feel like another thing that I bought was completely useless was mm-hmm. a mini vacuum it was only useless you because- really bought that yeah okay here's my thinking process going in because when we got our dorm assignments and also when we went to davis and lived there for orientation i saw that the floor is carpet right so i'm like oh shoot okay that means we gotta actually vacuum to keep it clean so that's what i thought beforehand and i'm gonna need a vacuum but that handheld vacuum turned out to be a complete waste of my money because Davis already provides a vacuum for you like mm-hmm, in the dorms yeah. this might not apply to other colleges but if your college doesn't have a vacuum ready for you to use then definitely get the handheld vacuum otherwise don't get one yeah for sure that makes sense I feel like one thing that I okay I didn't necessarily buy but I brought too many of this I brought too many notebooks with me to college oh me too same I also brought too many clothes I'm from the Bay Area it doesn't get as cold as Davis gets so I bought a lot of like different like hoodies and whatever but I realized I don't actually wear that much I wore hoodies but I didn't need that many yeah so I definitely bought too many hoodies and like I think jeans I even bought like way too much of definitely feel like I brought too many clothes even at home back in high school you know how you only wear about like 10% of your closet I 
don't know what in my mind oh maybe i'll like wear this outfit or that outfit and like change up my look in college but little did i know nah we just wear the same thing over and over again honestly yeah and honestly doing laundry is such a pain in college that you're just like i might just repeat outfits be like lizzie mcguire and just like repeat outfits and you're Tuesday, Thursday people don't know your Monday, Wednesday, Friday people, so you could repeat your outfits. Honestly, the only person who knows like what outfits you wear is your roommate. Yeah. And then your friend if you see them like every day. But that's like it. Yeah, and your roommate and your friends won't judge because everyone knows. No one wants to do laundry. Yeah, dude, because like laundry, I don't know how it is for your dorms, but for mine, it's a few on like each floor. But you gotta like wait for it to be open. Then you can't really wash your clothes that day. But if it's not free, then you gotta wait till the next day. I know for you guys, you guys have mm. one or two washer dryer per floor, right? But for my yeah. bed, all of our washers and dryers were on the first floor. Oh, so, that's a little bit more annoying than actually. Yeah, because you're fighting the whole building. Instead of your own floor. Yeah, and like you have to wash your laundry during like weird times on weekdays because people are in class. I always did my laundry Thursday morning. The weirdest time you can ever figure out. Because like, if you do it like, I guess like 3 p.m. Not that many people have class, so that's like when a lot of people do it. And obviously on the weekend is mm-hmm. when a lot of people no, do I, it. Yeah, I always feel like a weird weekday in the morning. I feel so. like the morning I can't wake up early enough to actually go do laundry. Fall quarter, my schedule was like on point. I could actually wake up around like nine, but now it's like I wake up like noon. I sleep late now and then mm-hmm. I wake up late and then it's a whole it's a whole mess. I should really fix that before sophomore year hits us. I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to fix it to be honest. <laughs> let's talk about some differences between back to school for high school versus college we mentioned before for high school we bought a lot of unnecessary school supplies i think my high school we always emphasize binders and like dividers for some reason every class it would be like you need this many dividers and you need a binder and then their class would be like you need this many dividers and then like a separate binder for that class (laughs) so i think in college i think I, i have one binder that holds all the classes i've taken the whole year so i'm not sure what happened like in high school that we needed like three binders I always hated when the teachers are like, you need a binder with this many dividers because Mm -hmm. first Mm -hmm. of all, halfway through the school year, we don't even commit to using the organization of this binder and dividers that they have set for us in the beginning of the year because the teacher starts getting lazy themselves. So this like Mm -hmm. whole organization system, it's like whatever, pointless waste of Mm -hmm. time. And I personally hate binders so much. I honestly don't like it either because it's so bulky. Yeah, it's so bulky. Yeah, it just picks up so much space and it's so Mm -hmm. heavy. I personally prefer to use folders more than the math classes I've taken in college. I usually do my homework in the notebook as well. I think it's also in the high school when we do homework on individual pieces of binder papers because we actually have to like physically turn that like paper in the next day. Yeah. But like yeah. in college, you upload a picture PDF of your homework or it's a digital homework and then you just maybe just use a notebook as like scratch paper on the side. Yeah, honestly. No, okay. What You know something I realized? about like a difference between high school 
in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because like with tech more technology now, a lot of my stuff is like online now. Yeah. Like my homework is online, my textbook is online, everything. Yeah, I feel like the only time that I've ever had physically take notes on a notebook is because it's a very STEM related class. So if it's like math and like a little bit of micro and macro econ, even though that's not really STEM, but like it has like graphs, equations and stuff. So like I feel like that requires me to actually write on paper. Mm-hmm. So other than that, uh, I mean, yeah, my laptop, it's just more efficient to do it on your laptop especially with how fast some professors talk in lecture like you can't catch everything physically by hand like for our food and history class yeah or like even like word roots i think jasmine and I, I think we were both writing notes up to week five and then i know she like gave up and then she started typing and then i was still like writing the notes and then i realized i don't even use my notes to study because my friend and i we made like a study guide and i just use that to study it's mm-hmm. like in the end like i don't even use like the notebook Another difference between high school and college back to school is in high school, when you first get your schedule, you're just trying to compare your schedule of all your friends to see what classes you have with them. In college, it's a bit different because especially if you're a first year, you don't actually know anyone. So you can't really compare your schedule with anyone. Everyone's majors is so different. So everyone takes different classes. So you can't even get the same schedule as anyone unless you make it with them. And you also make your schedule beforehand. So unless you're making it next to your friend and you both choose to take the same class at the same time, then you won't have any classes with them. Especially there are some classes that have multiple sections so you could have the same class but it could be happening at different times or you could have the same class that has the same lecture but your discussion is different for my high school you tell the counselor what classes you want or like you fill out something by like a certain day and they tell you if you get the classes or not but in college it's more of like register for each class yourself you definitely have more control over your schedule for college but high school is like you tell them what you want to take and then they figure it out for you yeah and then hopefully there's no schedule conflict and if there is you have to kind of figure out like what class you want to take and said in that period hopefully nothing's wrong with your schedule but if there is for high school at least you're stuck waiting on the counseling office to fix your schedule for like practically a week honestly a week i've actually avoided that for majority of my high school freshman through junior year i never had to go through the process of trying to fix my schedule but then senior year came and there was a mistake on my schedule and i'm like dang it i almost avoided having to fix my schedule and you know what hella Mm -hmm. frustrated me i was second in line Everyone waited for hours on end and they only got one person done that day. It didn't even get to me and I was literally second in line. Oh no. Yeah. Dude, that really sucks, man. But college is a whole nother struggle because if you're waitlisted for a class, you have to go to that class and then you just have to wait it out and pray someone drops a class so you could get in. And also, I just hate how they have TBA as professors. I think in high school, when your classes are released, you'd know like who the teacher is. For college, you have to walk into the class like the first day and be like, who is a professor and like if it's a bad professor then it's kind of like you're scrambling to try to find another class it's definitely easier to know the reputations of the teachers in high school because you would hear from like upperclassmen who took that class with that teacher before and you would know if they're a bad teacher or not but like college you gotta rely on breakmyprofessor.com are you even lucky with the professors no really fall quarter my calculus professor was so bad oh wait i remember you told me when we were registering 
learning, there was three different sections. One was for the professor I have, and then one was for the good professor, and then there was one that said TBA.、Mm-hmm. One for the good professor only had two seats left, so it's like you basically can't get that. So it's you between, don't have it, yeah. Yeah, so it's between choosing between the bad professor or the TBA. But for the TBA,、mm-hmm. it was an 8 a.m. class, and the bad professor was a 3 p.m. class. Do you want to choose between a good time and a bad professor, or a bad time and possibly a good professor, but also possibly a bad professor? So I chose the first option because at least I would have the better time because I don't want to risk getting a terrible 8 a.m. and a terrible for professor. Sure. Yeah, for but sure, then that、yeah. professor ended up being the good professor for the one that only had like two seats left. Oh, so it's the same professor then? Yeah, but then like they don't show、oh. that. Yeah, that's what I hate. It's like sometimes they purposely don't show the professor because they know there's another class with a really bad professor that still has a lot of seats that aren't filled、mm-hmm. up yet. So they purposely say TBA for the other sections just so the bad professors will get filled up first before they open up what that TBA is. I think what's also annoying is if it's like a math class, you can't waitlist for another one while you're in one because like you can't duplicate a class. That was definitely stressful because I know like for me winter quarter, oh my goodness,、mm-hmm. my professor was so bad for math. The other professor was better. I mean, obviously I wouldn't get it because my、yeah. pastime was like kind of late. So obviously the students who have the better pastime is we get the better professor. Winter quarter, I had a little better luck with my math professor. I actually originally was. Registered for the same professor that I had in fall quarter, which is the really really bad one. But then I put myself on the waitlist after the first day of class, and luckily I was able to get off the waitlist and get into the good professor's class. So it's such a gamble with waitlisting. You have to be very strategic about when you get on the waitlist and when to drop out. Obviously, in college, it's easier to like shop around for your classes and like pick and choose your times and your professors. And you can't really do that in high school because you're set with who you have. You can't teacher shop. But like,、mm-hmm. it's definitely very risky. For sure. Also, like I was waitlisted for like two classes, right? If I don't get into those two classes, you need to have like two backup classes just、yeah. in case. So that's like really stressful. Like that would mean I'm taking like six classes basically, like the first two weeks of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if someone drops out, and if no one drops out, you basically did like a lot of work for no reason. It kind of sucks if you don't, don't drop out of that class or get into that class by the end of the first week. Is basically like game over. Honestly, I unless like the professors like I will open up spots, then that's like a different situation. But I think there's only a few classes that would happen for me. Like spring quarter, the class that we were about to take, which is in Miss, I was so bored after like first class. I just kept it on my schedule just because like just in case I didn't get into the other one. But I did like email other professor about it, and thankfully I got in, and that was a fun class. I wish、okay. I could have taken the other class that you had. What's it called? Asian American. Asian study. Asian American studies. Yeah, but I had another class during that time, so I couldn't take it. I know you told me. Wait, how was the one that you took? There was like a ethnic studies and cultures class.、Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have enjoyed it more if it was in person, but because it was online, I just didn't take as much interest in it. But I also hated it in the sense that because of the amount of essays I had to write and the amount of books I had to read, literally、mm-hmm. for the final, we had to write two essays. So you had to write one six-page essay. In one four-page essay, so that was a total of ten pages. Oh my goodness! Right, that's a lot. I、yeah. really despise having to read so many 
books. I had to read two or three books in order to write those essays, right? I didn't read mm-hmm. any of them at all. Barely skimmed over it. For one of the books, I probably read a little less than half of it. And then the other one, I didn't read at all. I just searched up the summaries of the book. And then there was this one book that I read like only one chapter out of it. So I barely read any of the books at all. Look, just Googled the summaries and based my entire 10-page essay off of that. And I still got a good grade. Honestly, I mean, that's like fine. I feel like all I've learned in college is to write an essay in a whole day. And just yeah. call it the final draft. Yes. College teaches you how to write a five-page essay in one sitting based off a book that you never read. Honestly, though. Because I feel like in high school, we really spent, like, we were giving bad advice to students. In high school, we really did have, like, rough draft one, rough draft two, and then, like, final drafts. I feel like I just don't have the time. Yeah, you don't have the time. Like, college, first draft equals final draft. But also, yeah. at the same time, college professors, they're usually not the ones grading your paper. It's usually the TAs grading your paper. And mm-hmm. they're not super anal about your grammar. They're more focused on the content of your papers. Another difference, college, you actually have to use your syllabus. Syllabus is in high school. I feel like they're more like contracts-wise, where it's just like you just have your parents sign it to say that you read it, and then that's about it. But like college syllabus, it lays out the entire timeline of the term and all the different assignments and all your different tests and like the deadlines for all of that. So you actually need to like keep referring to that. You'll also have to keep looking back to look at the grade scale because because you know, once it's near the final, you have to calculate your grade to see what score you need on the final in order to pass. I like did that in high school, but like I still like tried for my final. Like in college, <laughs> for this one class, I kind of just like gave up in the end, and I didn't even stay that much for the final because I knew I could get like a sixty and still get mm-hmm. an A in the class. I feel like in high school, I tried unnecessarily hard because like the focus in high school was like I have to get good grades in order to get into college. But then now that you're in college, you're more relaxed on your grade unless you're trying to go to like med school or law school and you're trying to go get a master's then you're probably a little more stressed on your grades mm-hmm. i feel like more students want to like gain experience like classes are important but like you have to be able to utilize what you've learned in classes in the real world c's get degrees this is why we have this honestly i remember my teacher in high school he always said that and i understand why he keeps saying that because it's very true c's get degrees but it doesn't get you into grad school so unless you want to go to grad school then you're gonna have to work your ass off for that good gpa Yeah, so I guess that kind of leads into us talking about maybe some advice for first years for coming into college. Advice number one, use your planner. I cannot stress this enough. Use your planner. I think, okay, for me, I was a very like planner-based like person overall, like even in high school. Mm -hmm. But like our school, like they provided planners anyways. So like I would just use it. So like obviously fall quarter, like Davis, you're not going to provide us a planner. I didn't really use a planner fall quarter until like week five-ish and I was like really? I like kind of like just wrote stuff on my phone. I had a planner so. going into college and the moment I got all my syllabus, I wrote down every single assignment onto my planner so then I know what assignments are coming up next because I just can't memorize that all and I like that if it's on my planner, I can look ahead in the weeks and know which assignment is coming up next and what assignments to prioritize to get over with first because they're easy and mm-hmm. then I could work on like the harder, more time-consuming assignments. Start a bullet journal too. So that really helps me in like motivating me to actually plan ahead. 
that's where another like part of our personality where we like differ is I mm-hmm. can never do a bullet journal just because I don't have the patience or the time to actually make it look nice. Yeah, I get that though. Mine's like very simple though. It's not like very intricate with like a lot of calligraphy and like a lot of like stickers and all of that. It's just very simple. Tip number two, we kind of mentioned it earlier, but um, make sure to like look at your syllabus and just don't buy anything until your professor says you need it because sometimes what you think you need, you actually don't need it. For example, they tell you you need to buy this textbook, but then like you don't actually really need it. Or you can find it online. Yeah, or you could find it online so you don't have to buy it from the school and then you could get it for free online or get it really cheap off of someone else that took the class previously. Because there are some professors required to tell you to get this book because they are sponsored by that textbook company to tell the students to buy this book. But you actually don't even really need it for the class. I took one class just a few weeks ago, like during summer. I need like two textbooks and I was like, oh shoot, I have to pay like $50 for this textbook. But I texted Whitney and I was like, girl, can you like help me like find this book and like she found it so basically i just saved like 50 dollars there and honestly i didn't even read that textbook in the end it was only needed for like a prod because someone else read the textbook all i had to do was just do more research on that topic yeah like sometimes even if the textbook is needed for the class you don't even really need to read the book in its entirety in order to do the assignment you just gotta skim over a little bit or use google google's your best friend Oh, and another tip is once you get to campus, you should figure out where your classes are located beforehand. That way, when classes actually start, you won't be a lost little freshman that can't find their way to class. Definitely need it, especially if you go to like a big school. Okay, and then the next tip, you have to be very, I guess, proactive in like looking for clubs and like extracurriculars to join. There's a bunch of different clubs on campuses. Like I don't even know how many clubs there are, but you definitely have to do your research and figure out which one you want to join. Just because there's so many options try things out see what you like see what you don't like even if you don't know if you'll like it just like attend it and go see what they have to offer and also Mm -hmm. just go to the club meeting because they usually have free food and have free stuff go for the free stuff and then if you like it stick around if you don't then like move on to the next one yeah that definitely happened with me like for one club that i joined like i thought i would like it but i went to the first meeting i realized like it wasn't really what i expected that was like the only event i went and there was like another club i checked out because my friend was like oh we should check it out like she continued with it i didn't just because it wasn't it wasn't like my thing This one is very important. Choose your roommate slash housemates wisely. I'm like thankful just because Jasmine is my roommate. She was my roommate like freshman year. We're going to be roommate for the future years probably. We just find someone that you think you can vibe with well and just make sure that like your habits all of that match up. A very common mistake a lot of people make when choosing who to live with is they choose to live with friends. Just because you're friends with them doesn't mean they're a good roommate or housemate because a lot of people live with very different living styles and you don't really know a person until you live with them so they could be an amazing friend but then when you live with them you find out they're really messy they're really loud or they're just not someone you would want to live with and it's not a fun time if you hate the people you live with choosing housemate is also like a whole new level of you have to choose wisely because you could be living with your current roommates right now in the dorms and you think they're really great 
roommate. But moving to an apartment is like a whole nother ballpark because at that point, the bill is everyone's problem. It's not individual problems because when you live in a dorm, so like your payments are separate. But when you live in an apartment, mm-hmm. everyone has to like chip in together and stuff. You also have to take care of more chores in apartments. And the whole searching for apartment process is also a pain in the ass. So you have to like find really good people that are willing to put in that research with you to look for a good place. The next advice or tip that we have for you guys is that if you fail a test that is not the end of the world, there will be another chance. I feel like a lot of people that get very affected by this is when they start out college, they come from a mindset in high school where they were getting straight A's, really high scores on tests and everything. So when they first encounter their first failure in college, that's when it hits them really hard because they come in as like this honor roll student and then in college it's like nope you're not smart anymore everyone is just as smart because everyone has to be smart in order to get into college i think okay for me i definitely compare myself to other people really often it's really bad if you fail a test there's probably a lot of other people who failed the test as well so you don't have to feel that bad about yourself like that's really good and just like helping you and your self-esteem sometimes life just doesn't go your way it's really important that like you learned from like that yeah for sure because you'll come back stronger you'll learn better study habits that weren't useful and weren't working the first time around and honestly like if you think people aren't failing like you are think again because college is full of fake it till you make it type of situations it really is fake yeah. it till you make it. if you act like you know everything like if you do like know a good amount of it but like, if you're like you can express that you can do it but if you cannot express that that's kind of hard so I guess this kind of wraps it up with like our last tip for college is kind of just um, don't be afraid to try new things. Always try new things. Even if you're scared to try, just go for it. You might find out that you will love it in the end. I think definitely for me, I was very, I didn't try that many things in high school. I kind of just like stayed to like with what I always did. But mm-hmm. I think senior year of high school, I was definitely like, okay, it's my last year. I should try to like, just try to do the best that I can and everything and just try out new club, do more sports, talk to more people. And I think that mindset went with me to college. So that just caused me to try a lot of new things and whatnot. Don't be afraid to try new things. One of my biggest regrets is not trying as many new things in college. I definitely did like venture a little out of my comfort zone. Like I joined Agape with the Boba Girls and I'm not really a dancer, but I tried it out anyways. It's really fun. I've also discovered that this is just not really my thing. It's something fun that I'll do, but it's not something like I will commit to. And I wouldn't have known that if I've never tried. Another thing is this podcast because I've always liked the idea and I've always had this idea of doing a podcast in mind, but I was always too scared to try to do it because I didn't know if it would even work out in the end. But suiting was like the biggest push to get us to actually started. And I'm really grateful for that and if it weren't for that little nudged i would have never tried this out and boba podcast wouldn't even be a thing yeah i think it's really important to like encourage other people they're like they're kind of unsure i feel like you should encourage them to do it if they think that they can do it and if they if it's something that they want to do definitely i feel like it's so much easier to have just that one friend that's willing to go and try something new with you it's less nerve-wracking than being there alone so don't forget to follow us on our social media 
For Instagram, it's podcast underscore boba. For Twitter, it's podcast underscore boba. And for Facebook, it's boba podcast page. Yeah, I think wraps up our episode today. Thank you guys for tuning in to Board of Being Average podcast. And just want to give you guys a kind reminder to be outstanding and to be awesome. (laughs) 